From the EPR Creation Studio, this is Jason Staples bringing you the Unconquered Podcast Hot Takes Edition after Wake Forest defeats Florida State 31-21, first loss for Florida State this season, and one that really this team should have won this game. I mean, we talked about it pregame, about a lot of the things to expect here, and uh, you know, I'm going perhaps more hotter hot takes in terms of just being immediate instant responses rather than uh watching uh a second through a second time watching each play a second time like normal uh you know going through very quickly this time uh just kind of going off of those immediate reactions and my first reaction here is that this game basically went as expected and and really actually pretty well for Florida State on the defensive side i i, I thought Coming in, you know, you look at what my projections were. Uh, Clemson, I, I had uh, I had Wake Forest at five point four yards per play and scoring twenty seven points in the you know that thirty point range, and they wound up with worse yards per play numbers. Their total game yards per play four point eight yards per play. That's really good from Florida State's defense for thirty one points. And if you think about why they had 31, they had the short field with the with the uh, with the fumble that really set them up for one of those. So this defense really did its job. Uh, there were some things that ultimately they just fell a little short on. Uh, they, you know, you had Renardo Green had great coverage on Donovan Green on that third down touchdown, and. You know, he gets his hand on that and all of a sudden the game is very different. I mean, you could not cover that any better. He just missed the ball with his swipe. And, you know, sometimes that happens and great throw, great catch. It's going to, ha- you, you expect that to happen a couple times against, against Wake Forest. The best you can do is to be there and to force them to do it. The other was obviously Greedy Vance in position for a huge interception, a game changing interception, and then gets mossed. The guy goes right over his back and takes it from him. Those two, those two plays really changed the game. And, you know, you had some others, a number of third down plays that were really right on the margin. Just one guy just slightly outfought the other. And Florida State was on the, on the losing end of those over and over in this game. Ultimately, Wake Forest just won more of those one-on-one matchups on that side of the ball. And also on the other side of the ball, on, on, on the Florida State offense side, they, they also lost some matchups, some key places where that ultimately determined the game. But I look at the numbers. I I look at what they did defensively. Wake Forest, 4.8 yards per play, ran 85 plays. Really not a whole lot of big plays. I'm looking at it now. Uh, At five passing plays over 15 yards and six run plays over 10 yards. Florida State had 10 passing plays over 15 yards and four run plays over uh, over 10 yards, you know, you, you did what you wanted to, you did what you hoped to do in terms of limiting them in, in big plays. I mean, that this is a big play offense and the longest pass play they had on the day was 22 yards. Secondary did their job on that longest run play was 35 yards. And then the next longest run play was 14. I mean, this is what you hoped for defensively. And yeah, I mean, that's you, you knew coming in, you wanted to force him to uh, have a bunch of long drives to force him to execute and run the football down the field with no big plays. 
And their touchdown drives, 13 plays, 80 yards, 12 plays, 90 yards, 5 plays, 39 yards. That's off the fumble. 7 plays, 75 yards, and then 8 plays, 66 yards for the for the deciding field goal at the end there. And, you know, that... That's what you that's what you asked for. That's this was the right strategy defensively. It was the right approach. In general, they did it correctly too. So defensively, I think you come away saying, wow, despite the fact that you really came in outgunned, outmanned, without Fabian Lovett, with a very limited Jared Verse, who still managed to make a couple splash plays in the second half as he sort of found his legs, but definitely did not look close to a hundred percent. But without Lovett out there, uh, you, you know you had some you had some freshmen out there playing at, at defensive tackle. Look, this defense played played well, and they played really hard, and they played well enough to win. I, I think if you'd told this this coaching staff before the game, Wake Forest is going to average four point eight yards per play, three point three point four yards per rush, and score thirty one points, take it or leave it. I think Mike Norvell takes it. If you look at what Wake Forest had done defensively on the year, if you look at what FSU expected to be able to do against them offensively, you take that every time. And that's basically, I think they played well enough on that side of the ball to get it done. Now, before I forget, I should thank my sponsors. That is EPR Creations, the best in internet marketing and website development. Louis Marquez or Keller Williams Realty in Jacksonville, Florida. ShenRealEstate.com in the Research Triangle, Shenandoah Newsma, and Garage Makeovers, the number one garage remodeling company in South Florida. Thanks to uh, all of you guys for continuing to support the show. Offensively, it was much rougher. Now, think about it. Florida State still averaged 6.2 yards per play. I mean, that's... That's again, that's pretty good. And that's around the area. I, I expected him to average 6.5. They were in the same range, 6.2 yards per play. I mean, it's within within that margin of error. 6.2 yards per play, you know, had 4.0 yards per rush. Not too bad, but weren't able to run it as well as they'd liked. Just weren't able to finish drives. And then, of course, that turnover, that 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 fumble, losing the turnover battle here was critical. And then, really, if you look at where this game was decided, it was right here. Florida State comes out, marches down the field in 159, six plays, 83 yards, looks phenomenal on that first drive. And then they just completely got out of rhythm on drives two, three, four, and five, and six. They went six straight drives without scoring a point. That's where this game was decided. First half, punt, punt, fumble, punt. Field goal missed. And the fumble led to a a short field touchdown. So, you know, you get that field goal made, that 29-yarder right before the half, and you close it to 10 there. And all of a sudden, the game feels different, first of all. And second of all, it's 24 to 21, or 24 to 28 late in the game. They kick that field goal. You still, you're playing a little bit differently late, late, late in the game. Not having a kicker right now for those end of half, even for extra points at this point, is is killing them. They've got to go find someone. They, they, if there's a red shirt, if there's a women's soccer player red shirting somehow, they've got to find a way to maybe get her to come out because it, it's not going to be worse. 
and you know, I, I don't, I don't like taking shots at a, at a, at a, at a guy. I mean, I know he's, he's working hard. He's trying to do everything to work his way out of it. But right now, Fitzgerald is just, he's in his head and you can see it when he lines up to kick, like he has zero confidence and a day like today is not going to do anything for it. And at a certain point, you know, you've got to find other solutions. You've got to find other ways to, to get that to work. But offensively, Florida state in that, through most of the first half. And again, I, as I went through that, that drive chart, those are first and second quarter drives where this game was lost. Punt, punt, fumble, punt, field goal missed third, uh, second, second half. They only had the ball four times. Touchdown, punt, touchdown, field goal missed. They had the ball one time in the third quarter. Well, actually one overlapped a little bit, but one, one time, uh, they got the, they got the ball twice in the third quarter and then twice in the fourth quarter as Wake Forest kind of closed the game down a little bit with, uh, with good long, with a couple of good long drives. But, you know, I look at this and I, you know, I see, uh, what's going on in terms of, uh, Jordan Travis in the first half, just never looked comfortable, never really looked comfortable. And, you know, I, I think that the real issue there at that point, and, and I think some of it had to do with the approach offensively. I think this is the first game where they, they kind of got a little over their skis in terms of, of what they were trying to do. Uh, and I think Wake Forest was able to, to sort of be holding the chalk last a couple times. But in that first half, Wake Forest was able to get pressure, sometimes a three. Uh, they were able to stop the run some on first down. And they were able to get able to get pressure with three at different points, and then Travis was never really comfortable. You could tell he wasn't trusting what his what what his eyes were seeing, and if you don't trust your eyes, you're in trouble. And you know he did a good job not turning it over in a couple of those cases because I think he I think he looked looked there and did not expect to see a guy where he saw him at half. It looks like they got it kind of figured out. And again, you look at coming out of the half score uh, score on that first drive six plays for minus 15 on that next one, which was just, again, sloppy play penalties, uh, uh, a, a huge a couple huge penalties, uh, that, that ultimately pulled that one back, but they were down inside the 15 yard line. And then you had like a, what essentially was a 30 yard penalty there. They were in position there. They, they, they kind of figured out what Wake Forest was doing and they were starting to counter punch. And then they got the touchdown on the next drive as well. Uh, and they, they actually drove a little bit in, on that last drive, which, you know, was a missed field goal at the end. They kind of figured it out, but they didn't really, they didn't get it there in the first half and they didn't adjust quickly enough to what Wake Forest was doing and to what Wake Forest was able to do. It's not just about scheme. Wake was able to really give Florida State's offensive line, particularly the tackles, a lot of trouble. And basically the way that they did that, one of the ways that they did that in a primary way that they did that is that they went with a tight front look where you have two what are called four eye techniques where you line up the the defensive ends or they've got kind of big defensive end defensive tackle hybrids they they run this hybrid front and you've got your big end and then your guy that's that's a defensive tackle slash defensive end on the other side and you line up both of those guys on the inside eye or inside shoulder of the offensive tackle and essentially you have that guy try to wreck shop right there. And ultimately Florida state's offensive tackle struggled, struggled handling those, uh, those 
those uh, four eyes. And they, they schemed around a little bit in the second half and were able to kind of stack those guys inside a number of times. And Travis was able to get on the edge and, and all of that. But in the first half, they, they struggled to run against that. Uh, they, they were able to get some pressure on some looks and got, and got some shots on Jordan Travis. Ultimately, I just think the Florida State offensive, uh, offensive side of the ball got a little bit outgamed. And also, I think, again, Travis is not fully healthy and didn't trust his eyes in that first half and, and really you know got outplayed by, by Hartman in the first half. And he came out in the second half and made those plays. But at that point, it was just a little bit too late and, and uh, they, they had too much ground to make up. But to me, that's what this game came down to. And again, it's not that the offense was bad. 6.2 yards per play is fine. 281 passing yards is fine. You know, you look at Jordan Travis's bottom line, 23 for 35, 281, three touchdowns, no picks, passer rating of 161.4. You'll take that. But they just needed to be, they were just a little too sloppy. It was a game where you could see they just were dragging a little bit offensively and just not quite as, as, uh, as, as clean as they've been in recent weeks. And they ultimately paid for it on the offensive side. I think a lot of it ultimately goes back to Wake Forest being able to do so much with that front three, especially in the first half, giving Florida State that that offensive line trouble. And it wasn't until really the second half that they got some of that cleaned up and and that that was enough. That that basically, that did it. That combined with the the fumble, that that was enough to turn this game. Uh, I think if you line these teams up and had them play over and over and over again, honestly, with what I saw, probably 50 50 uh i might actually favor florida state in multiple games again but in this one all of the one-on-one situations all of the bounces the breaks that you that you needed to have went wake forest way and actually one thing i will i don't normally talk about officiating one thing i will bring up here is how good a job wake forest's receivers and tight ends do in terms of drawing pass interference penalties uh, you look at the end of the end of the half or end of the game, uh, end of the second half situation where you had uh, Douglas with that uh, that little out and up on the sideline, and the the play there was almost identical to the pass interference earlier in the game that gave Wake Forest a key first down on third down and ultimately led to a touchdown. Almost identical, but the difference is that Wake Forest's receiver actually grabbed Florida State's defensive back. I think in that case it was uh, it was probably Duke Cooper. Yeah, that was Duke Cooper. Uh, he grabbed Cooper and kind of pulled him toward him to make sure he fell on him a certain way. You could see him if you go back and, and look. Same thing happened to Lundy where when that ball was going to be underthrown, and I, I'm convinced that, that there are certain cases where they throw that ball and they'll underthrow it to a spot where it's unlikely to be caught, but it is an opportunity for a pass interference. And those guys do a great job of reaching back and grabbing the defender and pulling the defender into him in a way that is going to draw, draw a flag. And, and Douglas didn't draw a flag. Their guys did. That's the kind of difference in this game that, that, that really makes, I mean, I don't, I don't know how many uh, third down conversions they had by penalty, but it was at least four. Uh, if, I, if I remember correct, uh, correctly. So, you're you're looking at another you know sort of important part of this, but again, you know this game's totally different with just a couple bounces that go a little bit differently, 
and Florida State just didn't get any of those bounces. Uh, I did think, by the way, in the first half, they went away from some of the mismatch type stuff on the outside, some of the passing game stuff, throwing on first down and really taking advantage of some play action down the field that they did on that first drive. I thought they went away from it a little bit after that. Again, on a rewatch, maybe my impression is wrong, but my impression was that they they really should have... I I had some people messaging me that, that felt like they'd abandoned the run. I actually thought it was the opposite. I thought they needed to... to I, I thought they needed to actually uh, throw the football down the field a little bit more uh, in that first half. And then they came out and they did more of that in the second half and uh, I think had more success partly because of that. Uh, but again, part of the problem in the first half was protection and, you know, that that was a factor from from how the offensive line again, especially the uh, the offensive tackles handled things. And you know, Robert Scott was was practicing some this week. Uh, the sooner he can get back, the better, uh, so that they can ultimately solidify both uh, tackles just a little bit more. But you know, when you have both starting off offensive tackles out, it ultimately it ultimately is going to cost you. And this was a game. This was not the game that I thought it would cost you. I think both NC State and Clemson, when they watch this film, are going to go, oh man, I can't wait to to play against that offensive line. Because as banged up as they are and as, you know, as limited as they are at the offensive tackle positions right now, it's it's not an ideal situation. And Florida State's going to have to scheme around that against both of those teams. Fortunately, neither of those teams has as good an offense as Wake Forest. Uh, you know, I think you can make a case that Wake has the best offense in the ACC uh, and the best offense that Florida State has played. Obviously, Clemson scored a lot of points against against Wake, but I think that had as much to do with Wake's defense being uh, gettable, and Florida State just didn't get that defense as much as Clemson uh, had, and now they're a little bit more behind the eight ball. This is definitely a game you, you would have liked to have won, you know, to go 5-0, uh, and oh, but uh, this, this team is still ahead of schedule in terms of what a lot of people thought it would be coming into the year. If you'd asked people coming to this point in the season, if you'd asked a lot of folks before the season, Florida State's going to be four and one after Wake Forest, take it or leave it. Again, virtually everybody on the Florida State side of things is going to take take that. You know, no no questions asked, and that's where they are. They're going to have a chance in you know both of the next two weeks against two good football teams, two teams that are going to ultimately be a problem in terms of it's going to be hard to block them. But both teams more limited on the offensive side and and. Uh, you know, we'll see if, if FSU is able to get some some guys a little bit more, uh, a little bit less banged up uh, going into the next one, and, and then following that, we'll see we'll see where that goes. But even if they end up going zero and three through the next three games, I think this team has made a, a lot of progress, and you can see the fight. And I don't think they'll get blown out in either in that uh, either the next two either. Um, you could see the way that they fought back into this one and, and very nearly brought themselves uh, level in the fourth quarter. Program's headed in the right direction. Just got to clean some stuff up and got to make sure that they handle uh, some of those weaknesses on the offensive side so that they're able to to uh, put themselves in winning position just a little better when the defensive side takes care of business. We'll go ahead and wrap there. This has been the Unconquered Podcast, Hot Takes Edition, after Florida State loses to Wake Forest 31-21. I'm your host, Jason Staples. Thanks for listening. The Unconquered Podcast is brought to you by EPR Creations, Louis Marquez of Keller Williams Realty in Jacksonville, Florida, ShenRealEstate.com in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, Garage Makeovers of Palm Beach and Broward County, 
and the Unconquered Podcast shop at unconqueredpodcast.com, which features stickers, magnets, and other seminal gear. Thanks also to those supporters over at Patreon, where I post video analysis and field questions for the podcast from supporters. I'm especially grateful to those above the dynasty level, that is Andrew Garrett, Brian Leininger, Jonathan Kennedy, Lee Caswell, Travis Smith, Tyler Kashishki, Vince Calandra, and Bert Bertoldi. If you've been enjoying this podcast, please leave a five-star rating over at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts, post us on social media, and tell a friend. This has been the Unconquered Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Staples. Thanks for listening. I made this.